Hello and welcome to the England B Team podcast, a football podcast brought to you by an Englishman who wasn't good enough to make it as a professional footballer and an Irishman who wasn't good enough to play for England. My name's Joe and this is my co-host Gareth and we're back again to talk about all things football. How have you been for the last two weeks? <laughs> so good. So Look busy, at that. By know, the way, can fun. I just say, we obviously, you might not remember listeners because it's yep. been two weeks since you've heard our voices, but... We uh, have recorded this directly after our last episode, yes. but can we just say, costume changes as well? No, sorry. The level of professionalism speed, you're you know. getting on this podcast is honestly unmatched. Yeah. Peter Kreuz doesn't do that on his podcast, does he? <sighs> yeah. Can't compare, can't compare. Yeah, man, look um, at this. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're back recording it. We're, we're very f- busy over are. the next weeks, but we want to keep getting these podcasts out. Do you want to um, predict what might have happened in the football world in a month's time when this comes out? <laughs> Chelsea be top of the league. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend who rang me up today, actually. He was like, oh, you know, I didn't really listen to many podcasts. He's a big football fan. Okay. I think, but I got into your podcast and I've binged a few episodes. A guy called Oshin, actually, he was commenting on our Instagram. Mm, true. Um, and he was like, I just listened to your Premier League prediction one. He's like, that hasn't aged well. And I was like, yep, you're definitely right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you said Chelsea are going to win the league. And I was like, yeah, man. I was different man three weeks ago yeah. <laughs> yeah I said Liverpool second and they're actually doing quite well so. what I'm hoping is at the end of the year if Chelsea do get relegated the only good thing is the clip of me saying they're going to win the league will go viral true so <laughs> and you, I don't you, care you I will took, take took one for the team I did yeah that's it it's only, it. it only a joke anyway it's only a joke um, yeah. so yeah obviously not much to say because we've said it all on the last podcast we can't update you on figures or anything because no. unless we've hit but the million streams mark in the last few weeks which I we still have a very good episode for you today so tell them what are we doing today so again it'll be a bit of a shorter episode but I think actually quite nice because I think 30 to 40 minutes is a good podcast length. yeah um, yeah I think like that's how long like the average commute is as well so people can listen to True. it on their Monday True. morning commute or, or whatever um and yeah, we're going to go back into like our previous episode. We did um, the Bundesliga versus Premier League comparison. Yeah. So we're going to go back to the England versus Germany comparison. Um, I guess around the topic of England-German football rivalry, which doesn't really exist in Germany. It's more like an English media it is, thing. Yeah, it very much so is. Um, but of course, there's been some very um, iconic games between the two, the two nations. Um, and mm-hmm. I think in a future episode, maybe we can probably dive into the rivalry. Rivalry. I'm doing it with uh, quotation marks a bit more. Yeah. Talk about some of like, historic games and maybe a bit about how the future looks for, for both nations. Also, I would like to talk about why it is an English media construct. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't know that. They imagine that in Germany they get as wound up here. I think if you ask your average German football fan who their biggest rivalry is, they'll probably say France. Yeah, it's like... France or the Netherlands or yeah or Holland like for a long time as well yeah. but England doesn't I no. think it's kind of like in most sports as well like rugby's the same everyone just likes beating England yeah everyone kind of has England as a rival like but a it's rivalry. not a real rivalry um, so I would love to know I would love to get into the reason why the English media are so obsessed with stoking that fire every time and yeah. making us all think that it's the same across the world <laughs> when it's just not it's really not and, like, obviously it's insane to even think that the English media could be questionable at times because they're so Impossible. impeccably behaved Impossible. at all times. But yeah, we'll do that some other time. Yeah, um, sounds good. But yeah, so for this episode, we'll be doing, which I think actually was requested, we'll be doing a was, combined yeah. England and Germany starting eleven from our lifetime. Yeah, so we're talking even lifetime. I'm more talking players that I would have seen. So it's early nineties, I've caught it. Yeah, two thousand and two onwards. Yeah, I have. I'm. I think my earliest would be about two thousand two. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. um, we're the same age as I keep bringing up in this podcast, Joe's Yeah, we're yeah. not. <laughs> but, um, we're not. We're not far off. Like, <laughs> I'm 31 soon. I'm 31. Am I 31 by the time this podcast comes we'll out? Do no. a, 
I'm nearly 31 by the time we'll this podcast comes special on. episode. I think my birthday's on a Thursday this year as well. There we go. So the England Beat Double. Team podcast will be out. There'll be no episode yes. that week. I'm turning Watch 31. Watch episode and saying, Gareth, congratulations. No, I, Joe will do a solo episode. I'm not recording an episode when I turn 31. I'm going to be too <laughs> depressed to record an episode. I'm going to sit and just hold my frame picture of Rudy Fowler and cry. Wow, let's go deep. <laughs> right, anyway, let's get back anyway, to this. Uh, so, so, pretty yeah, much. Combined 11, 2002 ish kind of era of yeah. the modern day. We actually genuinely, before we do actually get into this all, we genuinely haven't seen each other's ones. We no, haven't we talked haven't. about it. I haven't told any anyone as well about this. So, yeah, I think we're just going to go position by position. We don't know each other's formation, but I assume it's going to be a goalkeeper, four defenders, some mm-hmm. midfielders, and some strikers. That's fair enough, yeah. That's what I'd So, thought. should we get straight into I it then? I think. Probably the goalkeeper is the easiest one. Yeah, well, I mean, there easiest is, a, is in the sense that it's definitely going to be a German goalkeeper. Of course, yeah. and I think there's two options, really. Which one did you go for? I went for Manuel Neuer. Oh, man. I went for Cam. Really? I went for Oliver Cam. Why Oliver Cam? I love him. That's why. Man, Oliver Cam is just... Again, this is a topic for a podcast someday, okay. is German <clears throat> goalkeepers. Because most of them have lost their minds. Okay. <laughs> German goalkeepers, even Oliver Kahn. When I was researching this episode, yeah. have you ever seen the article in Tor magazine? So Tor magazine is like no. gold by Coleman. It's like a not a ta- like a teenage kind of tabloidy kind of sign okay. magazine and footballers. Like fun magazine, something like the match magazine, the oh, old I love match, match one. Magazine. Um he did a charity shootout against nine year olds a couple of years ago, and every time a nine year old scored a penalty against him, they got like a couple of thousand for charity, he saved all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was that I like committed. That Michael to... Owen video where he kept scoring against oh, yeah. the kid as well. <laughs> maybe a bit different. Um, but yeah, I mean, Oliver Kahn was. I mean, I don't remember him as much because I guess he's at his best in the early 2000s. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's the iconography of Kahn as well. You know, yeah. he, I feel like he redefined the goalkeeper role in many ways. He had that blonde hair. Sorry, we're just off the topic of hair. Got some. <laughs> but he was so imposing and he was such a figure and he was obviously the captain as well. I know yeah. Neuer was as well. They're very comparable in many ways. But, but for me, Neuer's the best goalkeeper of our generation. Like, he was just. Mm. I know, he's a sweeper-keeper. Would you take him um, above someone like a prime Casillas or a prime Valdez? Yeah. Prime 100%. Buffon? 100%. See, I, I would disagree there. is just incredible. Like, he could do everything. He could take penalties as well. Like He could, to be fair, yeah. He often got involved yeah. in penalty shootout as well. But, um, yeah, I think we could talk about Neuer, we could talk about Khan for a long time. But I think... But we're not going to talk about an English goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, it was always going to be a... <laughs> yeah. A Who would we choosing for for the English ones? Like, honestly, it'd probably have to be Pickford. He's the only yeah. one that hasn't had an absolute howler in a major tournament. Pickford, I guess. Seaman, yeah, to be fair, David Seaman yeah. was alright. But then again, he did have a bit of a howler with the Ronaldinho yeah. goal in 2002. Pickford's been pretty reliable, but yeah, like, I think everyone will agree it's going to be a German goalkeeper. Actually, on that note, are you picking players based on their like how they play as quality of a player, or are you judging them on their performances in an England shirt? Quality of player, a bit okay. of both. Yeah, yeah a okay. bit of both. Um, because I feel like it was quality of player in an England shirt. In our generation, apart from since 2018, yeah. they've all been awful. So, yeah. yeah, I was just checking out. Okay. All right. actually, so, goalkeeper, we agree on. Actually, maybe right back is the easiest one, actually. Who have you got for right back? Philip Lahm. Yeah. yeah. So, I was debating whether to include Philip Lahm on this or not because you know, he did play left back and defensive midfielder as well, but he has to be in the team somewhere. Yeah. And, and let's he was be honest. always a solid 8 out of 10. Great player. I, um, a superb player. Guardiola said he's one of the most intelligent players he worked with. He was the one that converted him as well, the holding midfielder as well. Like the inverted fullback. Yeah, like, um, and that game, I don't even know there's that many other German options. There's certainly not a strong argument for an England option. No, I can't. Kyle Gary, Walker Gary would Neville. probably be the best. Gary, Gary Neville. Neville, man. 
But we're not having Gary Neville as the best right back. Kyle Walker probably, but Philip Lahm is yeah next level. I think. Yeah. Like, and again, I think the problem with Kyle Walker, not again, but this will come up a lot, is Kyle Walker obviously done great things for England, but he's still playing, and I feel like there's I can't judge him properly until you give him another few years, and then I'll look back at it a bit more with hindsight. Yeah, it's more the hindsight, but yeah, I think well, Kyle Walker's brilliant as well. He is um, super player, but I think Philip Lahm. Okay. So we've agreed on that one. Yeah. So what have you got? Uh, centre half. As I mentioned, I very recently talking about the vintage topic in our last episode. I got a Philip Lam 2008 jersey. Oh, he did, yeah, he did. One absolute bargain as well. Isn't like that the one with like the big giant letters as well for yeah, Lam? They're like um, yeah, half a foot apart. Huge number 16 on the back. Mm. Um, all That's right, one. central defenders. Um, for me, go. My one was this quite, wasn't easy. One was quite obvious, and let's say from the beginning for his on the pitch antics, John mm. Terry. Yeah, okay. On, on the pitch antics, I will he give was you exactly the same. Captain lead legend, unbelievable defender, unbelievable passing, left yeah. foot, so good. England captain, Chelsea High captain. Scorer, yeah. defender in Premier League history. England captain, on and off. Yeah. He, was, he had everything again. He did, apart from anything he did off the pitch. Yes. Which I think, I, did you read the thing the other day where he was charging for autographs at his meet and greet event? I really was. something like 80 quid he was charging for an autograph at one of his meet and greet events. Like, man, John Terry. I don't, I don't think he's listening so I think it's quite safe for me to say this but horrible person great footballer yes. not the best lad No, I said this before in this podcast I think but I saw Kevin Bridges doing the bit in this and he said if John Terry wasn't a professional footballer have you mentioned this yeah before, he looks like yeah. the kind of guy that'd be hanging outside nightclubs in Magaluf and like free shots to everybody yeah, awful it's a shame, but, but I've got him in my team too yeah, and who's partnering him for you tough on this I've, I had a German originally but I changed to an see defender. I think I did the same thing who was your original German Hummels. Me too. I've got yeah. Matt Hummels' question mark, and then I who think did you change probably it to? to Ferdinand. There we are. Because I mean, Great Hummels mind. was unbelievable in, of course, in 2014 World Cup, and then but. at Borussia Dortmund, and then at Bayern Munich. But I think the, the longevity, like Ferdinand he's only like had, 33 or something. Hummels. Yeah, he's not even that old. But, but his also, career but in is the last few years like has not been as good. No, um, obviously he's sold by Munich, but. Yeah, and it's Ferdinand weird because we're was, talking about a centre defender who won the World Cup and was a big part of that team, but still. Yeah. Yeah, this is that, gonna be that was a good team. Exactly, and that's a yeah. common thing with Germany. I feel like they yeah. have great teams, but individuals there have never been in Germany. Thing. Team, and a couple of players from that team are yeah. in my eleven. Really? Yeah. Oh, there's one or yeah, one. I have three, two. I think, actually. Okay, well, there we are. So JT and Rio, yeah. we're agreeing. Yeah. Three of the four defenders we've got so far. Yeah, I'm so assuming I'm, we're gonna agree on the left back. Yeah, again, I think quite easily. Ashley Cole. Yep, Ashley yeah. Cole. Um, probably arguably the best left back of our generation. Of all time, to yeah, be argued. As far as we Roberto Cardos, Marcelo, etc. I wouldn't put Marcelo on. No. Nah, he was Ashley really Cole. good. No. Um, but yeah, also won it all um, with his club. Yeah. But of course, like all of the English players in this will have no international trophies. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, again, unbelievable all I think defender. one of my players has an international trophy, but I'll talk about that later. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, there we are. So back four is the same. Back four, I think it's we quite nearly agreed on the, the goalkeeper as well. Yeah, I think I think most people agree with the back four. Yeah, um, yeah I can't really so, think of a German defender I'd throw in. Even two thousand two, there's no one that stood out individually so good. No, mm. like two thousand fourteen, something. Per Mertesacker as well was knocking around that kind of time too. And the left back was a centre back as well for Germany. Yeah, true. And there was a time as well people like Christoph Metzelder was really good, but again, but again, yeah. No, I, I, longevity as well. Maybe yeah. Rudiger will prove yeah. one day, but for now, yeah. Yeah. Okay, how many in your midfield? So I've gone for... I have no wingers in my team. Neither do I. There okay. we are. We could have got very close to this. Yeah. So, so your midfield. I have three central midfielders, two attacking midfielders, and a striker. 
I have exactly the same thing. Okay, so who's your first central midfielder? Well, I suppose if I was putting this team out, bang in the middle, Tony Kroos. Me, I'm Tony Kroos as well, 100%. Yeah. One of yeah. the best of our generation. Can't argue with technique. That. Yeah. Just Former Leverkusen boy as well. True. Learned everything yeah. you knew back there. Yeah. Um, so many Champions League titles, won the World Cup. So yeah, like that's it. Bayern Munich, so Got good for Real Madrid. Literally won everything. Won the lot, done it all, and yeah. played well the entire time. Yeah, he scored recently as well for, for Real Madrid. Right? So, yeah, um, that's it. Now, Tony Cruz is an automatic choice yeah. in there. Um, I have two more central... Who's beside him? Give me one. So, I think there's one you're not going to agree with. Mm-hmm. I put Bastian Schweinsteiger. I considered him. I considered him, but yeah. I'm going to give him the same thing that Matt Hummels had. Okay. I just think towards the end of his career, his levels dropped quite a lot. Okay, but I, I, I think he's so... I really remember him from when I was younger. He was a winger, which is crazy. True. That, yeah, you forget that yeah. in 2000. Was he playing in 2006 um, as well? He would have, yeah. Yeah, 100%. He played as a winger then, didn't he? Yeah, and yeah, like um, when he's moved into... I think he's really good at wide, but when he's moved into the middle, he was so good. He had the engine, he had the technique. Yeah, and we think... I think it was a whole midfielder, obviously. Um, United but of course, well. one Bastion Schweinsteiger, the memory that stands out for me. Which one? 2002 penalty, 2012 penalty miss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He scored an absolute belter of a goal in 2006 as well, didn't he? There was a lot of belters in that World Cup. I remember Torsten Frings scored True. a belter for uh, for Germany. True. He's not in my team. Because that was um, the year. Oh, Philip Lamb might have scored one. No, it was 2010. Philip Lamb scored the screamer. Wasn't it 2006 they had the weird ball as well? 2010 was, sort of, was a weird ball. So, oh, was it? So the Jumbo. Jebulani. Yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah. I, I can see your point. Um, who's your other midfielder? You need to tell me your next one. Okay, well, I've got Balak. They've been going for my German one. Okay. Um, yeah, Michael Ballack. I know he didn't quite win it there, but to me, he was a force of nature in that midfield. There was very few players that were as good as Michael Ballack, in my opinion. He did yeah, it, he literally did it all. Attacked, defended, great on the ball, great passing, could head, could shoot. He was unbelievable. Okay. He was unplayable. Yeah. I'm not going to say too much on Ballack because maybe he features a bit later for me. Oh, really? Okay, but- okay. Yeah, I mean... See, I would have him bang in there. And okay. he did it for Chelsea as well. Chelsea around that time, you remember, we had like a very tight midfield of like Lampard, Balak, Essien. Squeezed in there. Mikel, and it worked. Yeah. It's just pure power. So yeah. Balak okay. beside Cruz for me. Okay, so... And then my third midfielder... I'm going to get a lot of hate from Chelsea fans. I don't have Lampard in my team. I don't either. I feel so bad for it. I had to go for Steven Gerrard. Yeah, me too. Um, I debated it so hard, man. I like, really did, but... Yeah, go, like, tell me why. It was... I don't know, he was just... From the Skulls, Lampard, Gerrard discussion, he is the best. If you talk about it like, like being impartial, you don't want to be biased. Yeah. Like, he could do everything. It depends on what way we look at it, because if we're looking yeah. at, like, overall, obviously Frank Lampard scored a stupid amount of goals for Chelsea, yeah. well, 212-odd. And um, could easily get in his team. 100%. But again, I don't think in a one-match, one-day thing was Frank Lampard that exceptional compared to Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard, on his day... Was the one. Steven Gerrard could transform a game. Yeah. Like um, by himself, like from like. And he could defend as well. People yeah, forget he that he leader, could defend. Like he, he could, he he could slow, pass. His like, pass range was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah like, I went for Gerrard as well. I debated with Lampard a lot. Okay, so your midfield is Kroos, Balak, Gerrard. And then mine's so, Gerrard, Schweinsteiger, and Kroos. Very close. We've yeah, got we're two players that are apart. And yeah. Okay. Similar. I wonder, yeah, so we're about how many players have to go? Three players to go. I'm very curious to see if you agree. Yeah, with our choices, or if you put someone earlier, and like obviously the temptation for me to put Rudy Fowler in this team is very strong, but I don't, I can only comment on YouTube videos of watching. Yeah, you've got to think about in our lifetime. But if someone's got someone a bit earlier, if you're an older listener, 
my dad True. listens to this podcast, so if my dad wants to chat, my granddad listens to this podcast. Oh, well, nice. you can get oh that's in. my my dad as well. Um, and um, but yeah, if you got someone a bit older generation, yeah, please feel free to chime in. I guess it could be players like Lota Matthaus there. Yeah, Sammer. Okay, yeah, King Bobby Charlton maybe. Bobby Charlton's yeah. come over, yeah. <laughs> Bax um, didn't even didn't think about putting Bax in at any point. No, not at all. Yeah. So I wanted to be in, but yeah, I have two more Germans and one English to go. I've got two English and one German. Really? So okay, my... so you're telling me you've got two attacking midfielders, no wingers. Yes. Here. So I'll continue with Balak. Um, so you put Balak yeah. in the attacking midfielder. Yeah. One of my favorite players ever. Wow. One uh, number thirteen, which is my favorite number as well. Do you want them to play there? Do you think that's his best position, or are you just trying to find a way to get him into the team? I mean, it could also be like a. I mean, he's Sven Goran Eriksson them here. He's trying yeah. to get as many midfielders as you can. I mean, yeah, truly, for skulls and left wing, didn't he? Put everyone um, on the left wing, man. I know you put yeah, me on. I think I don't know. It could be Balak there. It could be also another central midfielder. It could be like one cent- defensive midfielder, then three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like Chelsea did, like a Darren maybe yeah. on, whatever. But anyway, his best times probably at Munich, Balak. But when he was at Chelsea, he was still, still so great. good as well. Like, still great. Like um. The game against United. Two goals against United, exactly. The penalty and the header. So good, um, man. All-round player. That Chelsea team was scary, yeah. looking back at it. He was good it. in the air. He was great. But Even in the Champions League final in 2007, he 2008, gave, yeah. or 2008, he gave yeah. it a real good go. But he was just so unlucky. He really, really was. So unlucky. Really, really was. Like, man, the worst one of the lot. Like, even before we think of the year where Leverkusen lost the treble, the year 2000, when he yep. Leverkusen needed a draw away from home to win their first Bundesliga title. They lost 1-0. Balak scores an own goal. After having a bomb of a season, being so good all year, broke my heart. Yeah. Balak less. Course, never won the World Cup, never won the Champions League, never, never won, won, won the European Championships. No. But still an unbelievable player and he's in my team. Do you think, sorry, just quickly, if Balak had won the World Cup and a Champions League and just got over that line, would we be talking about him as one of the greatest players of all time? Probably, yeah. Would we put him in like maybe Zidane level? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I loved him. He was so good. Yeah. I think that was his, that's that's what it is. 42 for me. goals for Germany. Like, from yeah. I've like, seen, yeah. It's crazy. Like I said, he wasn't an attacking midfielder. He's an attacking midfielder in my team, but. He was everything, man. You yeah. could have played him at the front of a diamond. I think he did play that for Leverkusen. He played very attacking in his first stint there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he got. He was a top scorer for two years in a row for Leverkusen, but wow. um, superb player. Yeah, okay, I'm glad he's in there somewhere. Okay, uh, so who's your... My first one is... I, remembering our generation is very early for me, but I've got Gaza. Okay, yeah, I've got I, Gaza. Can, I definitely couldn't put in mind, but... Okay, you're not that young, aren't you? <laughs> Obviously, Gaza was knocking about 96, Euro 96 was his big like okay. breakout year. I was four, I was so, born, so... Yeah, okay, I don't remember him that well. But I remember a little bit about him and I remember watching him. Like, it's not like I've discovered him on YouTube in my adult years. <laughs> As I was like 10 or 11, I would have been seeing clips of him already. Yep. As I'm 13, 14, people are still referring to him. You know, he had that whole thing around mode as well where he brought the sandwich and went fishing with him. Okay, um, yeah. Which brought him into the media game and then people started showing his clips as well. He, he kissed Prince William as well recently as well. <laughs> he did, man. Yeah, yeah. character. I, if there's sure. ever that episode of players would go for a pint with, Gaz is definitely on the list. Okay, um, interesting. But anyway. Well, but probably not a good idea, but... Well, actually, no, yeah. 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 I would des- he's definitely back on the wagon. Like, Gaza never got off the wagon. But I would put As him in there. Footballer. Yeah, superb. Superb, absolutely. Like, man, it's Gaza. Like, what can, what can you say? And to be oh, honest, I- we're talking about players in that position. There wasn't many standout wingers from either team no, no, over I mean, the last few years. Like Beckham. But would I change the entire system to... Accommodate yeah, David Beckham, Beckham no. no. It's really not many. Like, and I want to, but Joe Cole again. Yeah, are we going to go that Germans, far? I can't think of any really. 
No. David Adonka. Leroy Sané, maybe at the minute. Maybe one day, like, like players like Saka could be there in the future. Cetera, yeah. But, but so now, that's it. So I, I had to go with a narrow three yeah, up front, so and Gaza was up. So who else have you got then? Thomas Müller. Me too. There we are. Hundred percent easy. Has to be. No. Yeah. Like Redefined yeah, the, a role. The new position named after him was the, was the German is Raum Deuter. Raum Deuter, yeah. Raum Deuter, yeah. Which uh, Raum is, yeah, like a room. A room yeah, yeah. And Deuter is like a, a guy who investigates. Very, like, and we could talk about probably the player in this team with the most longevity as well. He's it's top, unbelievable. Like, you sort of forget. scorer in the 2010 World Cup. Like, that's unbelievable. That's and he's still, like, he, he looks, to be fair, he, he looks the same France as he did as back well, then. Recently for yeah, really that's game. true. Um, he, he doesn't look like he's aged yeah. today. So, that doesn't mean he looked young. Like he looked about forty when he was born, but <laughs> he still he you would he's, swear, he's like just he's always like been there. Quite an unorthodox player as well. Like he's kind of like awkward, awkward and. But that's one of his um, tricks. Yeah, that's one of his yeah, uh, unique things. And that Ramdoider thing, I was sort of looking up. Is there many players that have done that? Obviously, he invented the role, or he was the one to get it, and he he coined the term himself. But I there isn't many other people to do it. A lot of people have said Deli Ali at his prime was something similar. That was his yeah. kind of role. There's a little bit of a difference between a Hamdeuter and, for example, a false nine, okay. where it's more a player that will play as a nine and drop deep to pick the ball yeah, up. Yeah, also goes wide as well sometimes. Yeah, like... but the Hamdeuter's job is to find space, purely to yeah. find space, and then get the ball And he was very him. good at that. I mean, it was and the, his position. Yeah, and there was a role as well, you'll pronounce it better than I will, the Trequarista. Yeah. Which is something similar. Yeah, exactly. But that's, from what I understand, that's someone who plays in between the second and third thirds of the pitch. Okay. And... Play, plays in there and operates in there but doesn't necessarily look for space the way Alham Deuter does okay, so they're all operating in similar areas of pitch so but Alham Deuter's role as well on this podcast yeah. everything yeah, here. anecdotes know. knowledge tactics uh, costume changes <laughs> professionalism everything world um, class but yeah like Thomas Muller icon one club there we are. man we agree Actually, that, I always love his celebration as well his celebration he just he stands in the middle of the box he doesn't really move. He scores. Yeah. But he always celebrates from where he scores. He's a very. I think he is from Bavaria, isn't he? He's a I local so, boy. Yeah. Is he the only one club man in this in this team? Oh, I Maybe would say it definitely Lam, is. Philip yeah. as well. Phil Lam not play for anyone else. I think he's on Munich. Uh, he's on loan to Stuttgart, so he wasn't a pure okay one club man. So Thomas Müller is the only one. I guess it was Thomas Müller is from Bavaria as well. There you okay, are. Okay, so yeah, he's very, just Mister Bavaria. Yeah. Like, Bavarian culture again, not again. I think I'm saying again when I haven't referenced it in the first place. Um, to- Bavarian culture is very different to German culture. I think yeah, we sure. associate before we move to Never Germany, been. especially. I'd like to go, but I'm not missing much. <laughs> um, we associate German culture like the Lederhosen and the big steins of beer and all that kind of stuff as German. That's Bavarian. That's unique to Bavarian. They're strange breed of people. They're very different to the rest of Germany. Is a way to say. Okay. It. And Thomas beer, Müller is. Bavarian through and through the way he acts he's always behavior, like making jokes on social media as well like. very, yeah he's funny but in a very bizarre way yeah. in a very unique. strange so unique. unorthodox unorthodox on that's, a, that's a very nice way to but describe him he seems like him. a good guy though but yeah I like him I have a lot yeah. of time for Thomas Miller so sure. yeah went straight into my team so we've got one player left it's our number 9 then, for I'm me assuming. it's very easy well I know it's German for you so it's not German for me it's English for me oh is it yeah who do you have who do you have Harry Kane Really? Yeah, who do you have? Wayne Rooney. Oh, how can you not ever? Oh, that's going to be the debate. This is the debate. Okay. Probably like, he's arguably. I the, thought you put a German. Arguably in. the best player in his team. Do you know why? Because and I'm going to contradict myself here because okay. I say this all the time. When England played in 2006, they should have played three at the front and let Rooney go as a striker in his own. Three in the middle, two wingers, Rooney up top in yeah. his own. Do you, I think? 
Rooney as a number nine in this team is the best number nine in the team? No. And do I think Harry Kane is a better all round player? I really do. I disagree. And I loved Wayne Rooney. I really, I, I was a big Rooney fan, but Kane's obviously scored like more Harry goals Kane on him as well. As an honourable mention, but yeah, for me, like, what do you say about Rooney? Like, he could do everything. Some say yeah. he underachieved, but that's because his potential was so high. And underachieving, like what? United's record goal scorer, England's record goal scorer yeah. for a long time. He didn't win. Uh, any like individual like trophies as in like Ballon d'Ors or whatever or he didn't win no but he wasn't that style of player no but he he could have done like I would like uh, it's the ultimate striker like he has um, he had a TV show Street Striker as well like, I was watching that the other day Harry Kane's Street Striker are we no Harry Kane doesn't he's not the streets he's not the Harry, Kane's, Harry Kane's not the um, man in the streets but I, I don't know man I, I, mean, I think I loved Rooney at Chelsea like Apparently it was very close. Yeah. My dad met Colleen Rooney in a pub once when oh, the really? whole transfer thing was going on and he asked her and she said no. Okay, <laughs> that was when the rumours were hot at the time. Yeah, that And Jose really, nice. really fancied him and Colleen said no. He scored some of the best goals in Premier League history as well. Yeah, he was a proper... Scumbag isn't the right word, but you know what I mean. Like a proper street rat and I loved he, it in the best sense of the word. He to win. Yeah. Like, was really he like... was disgusting at times. Yeah, he was so vicious the way he tackled and the way he ran yeah, back. Sort of skinhead Rooney. Yeah, he was rough, man. Like when he had his he was rough. Head. But no, for me, like, of course, you can talk about Kane as well. Um, well, I, like, if I wasn't putting Kane in, it would be Rooney. I can't think of a a pure German number nine from that era. Close is going to be the one. I don't I know if close it honestly was he like he obviously was is he still the World Cup's record goal scorer for now in Bappé yeah. will take over soon oh I'm sure he will yeah but um but like was he like he's good obviously but is he he wasn't is like, he Harry Kane Wayne Rooney good no, like, no, no I, I don't think it. so like maybe Germans will say otherwise um I couldn't think of any other Germany really haven't record. had that number nine that really no, solid so. one that's turned up for years and banged they in loads of goals they have while now since, since closer left even now they're struggling for it you know 70 goals for Germany I think yeah, like he definitely scored goals. There's no doubts about that. But as an all-round player, he's not even close to Rooney or Kane. Rooney and Kane, there's a debate to be had in there, but between Rooney and Miroslav Klose, not even yeah, no. I can't believe I can't believe Gareth doesn't have Rooney. I uh, I love Wayne Rooney, but I'm going with Harry Kane okay. just because I think Harry Kane as an overall player, especially what I've seen from him in the last two to three years, where he's dropping deep and playing as a, a playmaker as well. He's unbelievable. Rooney did that better. Rooney mainly did that though I don't know Rooney as passionate as he was I think technically Harry Kane just just I've never seen a more all-rounded number nine as Harry Kane when he's on his day he's unplayable and the only thing I think that Harry Kane hasn't had in his career is he's had the very unfortunate luck of having to play for Tottenham <laughs> if he didn't play for Tottenham as we're seeing now he's just scored a hat-trick fresh off the weekend although True. not officially a hat-trick you've seen this how is it one taken away no have you not seen this rule man I'm going to have the ask some Germans about this Apparently in the Bundesliga, I don't know if it's your first hat-trick or all, I think it's just your first hat-trick to officially register as a hat-trick. You have to score all three goals in one half without someone else scoring in between. So Erling Haaland had the same problem at Dortmund in 2020, 2020 where he scored three goals but two were in the first half, one in the second half. So it didn't officially count by the Bundesliga as a hat-trick. What? Now I don't know if that's their first one or bureaucracy. I think it's just their first one. It is. Yeah, that's pure German bureaucracy <laughs> to get over the hill. So technically in okay, the he did score a hat trick, but officially in the Bundesliga records that will not go down as a hat trick. Interesting. But um, he has just scored one. But yeah, so. of course Harry Hurricane wasn't one of my honourable mentions. I also had Oliver Kahn, I mentioned him, yeah. Hummels, Lampard, and Mess Ozil. He was I was so tempted to put him in for a while. Yeah, I, I, he was so But good. again, that little few year period he was unplayable but yeah. there was times where he was awful yeah for sure like he was capable of being really bad is there anyone else well. you would wanted to put in yeah the midfielders would have been the main one the, the defence picked itself goals. goalkeepers picked itself um, it would have just been Skulls Lampard 
Yeah. And again, that's because the Germans, great teams, not an individual. And that's not just a German football thing. I think that's a big thing in German culture is the sense of community, togetherness, teamwork. Yep. That's a big thing Mate, in German culture. Like when you watch young German teams here, like under 10s and under 11s, if you ever walk past them on Saturday morning down in Germany, it's all about teamwork. Yeah. There's no skills, there's no Which fancy training. It's all organisation. England golden generation. Yeah, I mean, exactly. England teams have that more, a bit more now. Better, yeah. But, um, yeah. So Germany, they just didn't have the standard individuals. Yeah. But Obviously, I, I we're picking the I, best I, team. Germ- they've been better Germany teams in the last 20 years than it has England teams. That's without doubt. Sure. But individuals, individuals. Yeah. So, Strange. yeah, let's run for your team one more time. Yeah, so can and goal back four of Philip Lamb, JT, Rio, and Ashley Cole. A midfield three, Cruz, Holden, and then Balak and Gerard at either side. Okay. And Gaza and Thomas Muller sitting behind Harry Kane. That's Very an nice. all right team. That's yeah, really good. So, yeah, mine is Mamo Neuer, Philip Lamb, Ferdinand, Terry, Ashley Cole. And then this midfield, do what you want a bit. Gerard, Schweinsteiger, Cruz, Michael Balak, and Muller behind Wayne Rooney. Not bad at all. Very nice deal. And of course, Rooney and Muller can switch. Balak can also go ahead and play. Well, yeah, I will give you that. The front three with Rooney is much more flexible. Rooney could play anywhere. Yeah. Um, he can play Rooney in midfield. He often did. Not but, deliberately. But, but I think, probably all the combined 11s, this is probably one of the easiest ones you can do. Yeah, <laughs> well, we haven't really had any disagreements on this. I no. thought it was going to be harder than what it was. It kind of picked itself, to be honest. Yeah, I, once I started, I was like, okay, this is really, really easy. But yeah, I'm really curious to see what um, our listeners have. Yeah, um, if anyone's put any, yeah, any wild cards in there. I think the main thing would be if you're going to players before. If you're going yeah. to older players, you yeah, might get a sure. few different options. Like, also, Alan Shearer might be thrown in there. Yeah. Oh, the trophy. That's the one. Did Gaza win that tournoi competition? What? In 96. Yeah, the tournoi in 1997. England won it. Have you not, not seen this? No. no. Alan Shearer was captain. He's held the trophy. I've never heard of this. Oh, Say you're an England fan. England have. Look, there's Alan, Alan Shearer with the Tournoi. It was, it was the go. international tournament. 1997. <laughs> it was only on for a few years. The teams that year were Brazil, France, Italy and England. And England won it. I don't know who was in the England team. Let's see. Shearer scored a lot of goals and it writes goals. I'm imagining Gaza probably would have been in the team. But I can't get the England squad of the Tournoi in 1997. But there you are. There we are. Look, so, so I think Gaza did win an so international competition. We should have more England players in his team then. Yeah. Um, Shearer would have got in there as well, maybe. Yeah. If, but yeah, Rooney is Shearer better Kane. than Kane and Rooney? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a genuine debate to be had. Uh, There's always going to be an English striker, I think. Yeah, I can't think of any other Germans. Rudy yeah. Fuller, we're going back far enough, and that's yeah. it. And obviously, you go back far yeah. enough, you're talking Beckenbauer and Mateus. And... For sure. But yeah. So but, there we are. Yeah, that, there we go. Itself. So we are going to be on a small, not a hiatus for you guys. You guys are going to get your every, you're going to get your podcast regularly yeah. as you do, um, and you'll be getting your social media content as you do. It'll all be coming out. Of we're course. just not going to be there for a while. We're going to take a break for a while. Um, but yeah, I and we'll be you... back. I don't know what we're talking about next. We haven't got a plan. Have you got any ideas for an episode? Again, let us know. There's um, a few that sort of came out of this. I'd be keen to do a wee one on German goalkeepers. German goalkeepers, That's a good one. yeah, that could be really interesting. And David Beckham haircuts. There we go. We'll do a podcast so itself on that. We'll a new podcast. Right, well, that's it. Uh, last few things. Suppose go follow us on social media. Social and, media. Yeah, give this video a like, by the way, wherever you listen to it and read it. No, it really helps with the algorithm, which we are in a never-ending Both battle with the algorithm up. gods. So it is very appreciated. Just throw it a like. I probably should have said that at the start because if you're sticking through to the end, you are going to like it anyway. But tell your mates to go and like it. If they don't have to listen to it, tell them to go like it anyway. 
because it just helps it get the ball help a lot and we really appreciate it but um yeah let us know what you think about our teams let us know yeah. if you could have made any changes um and yeah thank you yeah. for listening That's going here. Bye. see you soon cheers guys Thank you.